eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Ronald yet? Welcome into the Go Balls 247 podcast, a second breaking news edition pod on this Monday. I am Ben McKee, not Wes Rucker, because Wes is still sick like a soft, big baby. Uh, filling in for Wes is myself. I'm, I'm here. Ben I McKee. just can't talk, Ben. But you can still cut me off. Uh, <laughs> and here is Ryan Callahan to deliver the news that everybody is waiting for because Ryan, yet again, Tennessee picked up another important transfer. They did. This is turning into uh, transfer Monday for Tennessee. Uh, Omar Norman Lott, a defensive tackle from uh, Arizona State, uh, a guy that was actually involved with Tennessee back in the spring when he spent several days in the transfer portal and then withdrew his name. Um, but he is now headed to Tennessee. He took an official visit to Knoxville over the weekend. Uh, was there Friday through early Sunday and, um, and and knew before he left home that he wanted to transfer to Tennessee. And in fact, that's, uh, that's the only visit he has taken since entering the transfer portal back in early December. So, uh, you know, th- this was one that w- once I heard the name and heard Tennessee's involvement uh, sounded like a real possibility, just based on the fact that there was already a relationship there with Rodney Garner from when he reached out to, to, to Norman lot back in the spring. And you know, Tennessee was hoping to host him on a visit back in May uh, at the time that happened, and it just didn't work out because he decided to stay at Arizona State. So uh, Tennessee clearly has liked him for for a while now, and uh, not not shocked to see it be a fit. Uh, even though the guy had never been to the East Coast, he told me before he traveled to Knoxville this past weekend. That, that's uh, you know that, that's the kind of thing we don't think about a whole lot with these guys from the from the transfer portal. But you know he's a West Coast kid. He's from Sacramento, California. You know never really traveled across the country for any reason. Never visit another SEC school coming out of high school, even though he was a, a 24-7 sports composite four-star coming out of high school. And, uh, and yeah, checked out Knoxville for the first time and said it, you know, it exceeded his expectations and he didn't really need to, to visit anywhere else. So uh, I, a guy who started several games this past year at Arizona State also battled some injuries uh, at, at times this past season. So that I think that maybe stunted his production just a little bit, but I do think you know, sack, sacks and tackles for losses are not the only uh, barometer that you can use to, to gauge defensive linemen. And he's, he certainly, I think, was a, a, a fairly coveted guy by several major programs. So, so not, uh, not surprised to see Tennessee kind of set its sights on him and, and for it to be a fit. But this is, this is a nice pickup for Tennessee, a guy that, started again, started several games at a 
power five school and, and that Rodney Garner's liked for a while. So I think you, uh, given his track record, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt and assume that Tennessee is getting a, a pretty good player and with a, with a solid track record as well. Rodney Garner and the SEC obviously speak for itself when recruiting uh, defensive linemen. But in speaking to Omar, did anything else stand out as to what went into his decision to transfer to Tennessee? Yeah, you know, again, I, I think he he admitted he kind of knew or, or had a pretty good idea going into the visit that that he was going to end up at Tennessee. He just kind of needed to verify what he already thought. Um, so, so I think he it, it was one of those deals where he went into the visit you know, pretty sure that's where he wanted to go, but it's hard to say for sure until you check out a place for the first time and you really see it for yourself. You know, you can look at YouTube videos and pictures online all, all you want, but it, it's different once you, once you see it all for yourself. And he, he told me once he, once he, you know, kind of set foot inside Neyland stadium for the first time and saw that you know, he said, Hey, this, this is different, you know, and, and this is the guy has been in the pac 12. There's some nice stadiums out there there's not a lot quite like Neyland stadium uh, with, with, uh, with that look of that place. And uh, it, I hear from players all the time from Florida, from Texas, from California, all these places, uh, even from neighboring States that, that maybe have seen sec games on TV a lot, but when they see that in person and uh, especially when they see it on a game day, but when they see a place like that in person, they've never really seen a big stadium like that. It's a, it, it's quite an impression that, that it makes. And, and so I think that was one of the things that, really stood out to him once he got to Knoxville and saw that for himself. But I think really liked the town and liked the, uh, liked the environment, even though students weren't really around and he didn't get the total feel for everyday life on campus. You know, he still, I think liked the feel of the city and could see himself there and, and likes the opportunity uh, on Tennessee's defensive line where they you know are losing some guys, but not so many that he's just guaranteed to start. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but, you know, he, he's he is the type of guy that it feels like Tennessee has been looking for on the defensive line for the, for a few years in a row. Where you know Dejon Terry, they added him uh, just a couple of years ago. You know they, they've they've needed this type of guy a lot. Uh, it, it's felt like, and maybe they're taking a step toward not having to rely on the transfer portal as much to to get those types of guys with the addition of David Hobbs in the 2023 class. Uh, even even Tyree Weathersby, who, who projects as more of a defensive end, but finally getting some. Some better, I think, high school players at that position. Tyree West a couple of years ago. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll see if they have to continue this. But it's certainly hard to pass up the chance to get an experienced guy with starting uh, starting uh, reps at a Power Five school when you can get him on the defensive line. And and so uh, not not shocked to see Tennessee go to the portal for someone there. It's probably not in a lot of people's minds the most glaring need Tennessee has, but it was a no brainer for me uh, knowing that they. Still need to kind of replenish the numbers there, and there's always a chance to to upgrade the overall talent uh, at that position with where Tennessee, I think, has been in recent years. So I, I think this is a nice a nice pickup that's got a chance to to upgrade their their rotation in the middle, and they they project him as as, as kind of a, a prototypical three technique uh, defensive tackle. That's you know the 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 defensive tackle basically that doesn't line up as close to the center, if you want to put it in more layman's terms. That's basically what the three technique is. And you want a guy there who's a little more athletic, not so much of a, a gap filler, a guy who's going to take up blockers. You want someone at that position that can go after the quarterback. And so they've been looking for someone there to be more disruptive. I, I think he can do that, and, and, and we'll see how it works out. But I think they're pretty excited about getting a guy that they kind of quickly set their sights on once he again entered the transfer portal last month. 
It's the SEC. You, you can never have too many offensive linemen or defensive linemen. And that 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 is what separates the the great teams from the good teams and the good teams from the bad teams is the play along the line of scrimmage in the trenches. That that is what wins you championships at the highest level. And look, you saw it this season. Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and and the, the skill players on offense, they, they were terrific. Uh, the defense got enough stops when, when it mattered most. But, Ryan, the, the difference in Tennessee winning eight, nine games this season or 11 games, which obviously it did after the bowl win over Clemson, was how well Tennessee's offensive line played throughout the season. Uh, outside of the Georgia game, they, they won their matchup just about every game this season. I, I would say the Clemson game was was a toss-up um, between the, the Clemson defensive front and Tennessee's offensive line, but the the growth of Tennessee's offensive line and then also the growth of Tennessee's defensive line under Rodney Garner and, and how, how well they played for the majority of the season. They, they had games where they flat out dominated opposing offensive lines. That was why Tennessee was able to win 11 games. So quite frankly, you can never add too many big men. And as we saw with Rodney Garner's group this year, uh, because of the the pace in which Tennessee's offense plays under Josh Heupel, they like to rotate guys. They they want to play double digit D linemen, and you you simply cannot have enough. Uh, and, and he seems like a guy that that can be productive. So uh, obviously, you trust Rodney Garner's evaluation. He's not going to take a guy that he doesn't feel like can contribute. And Tennessee's been very picky. If you've been able to to listen to the podcast we recorded earlier in the day. Uh, discussing the commitment of Oregon transfer receiver Dante Thornton. We talked about how there have been some receivers that entered the portal that fans automatically linked to Tennessee because uh, they, they generated a buzz leaving their old school. Well, Tennessee wasn't necessarily as high on them as fans were or as some of the SEC media members were. And I, I think that's also the case on, on the defensive side of the ball. I, I think the fact that they haven't necessarily added a ton on the defensive side uh, has been a little frustrating for fans. But this staff, they are going to be picky. They are going to make sure that the player can contribute and that they're going to fit in the culture. And, and you spoke to it a little bit about David Hobbs. They're building the program through the high school ranks. They're, they're going to bring in the prospects. They're going to develop them. And then they're going to fill in the holes with transfers. And this seems like Omar, Omar Norman Lott is, is the perfect example of that. Absolutely. And one thing on that, uh, you know, this is a point we probably don't even reiterate enough on Go Vols 24-7. Part of what you're seeing Tennessee doing in the transfer portal, and this isn't to say that once they get things uh, more up to speed and, you know, ha- have, have a couple years in a row of having 85 scholarships and, and not having to catch up on numbers from from the, the mess they inherited a couple of years ago, um, that they're never going to go to the portal. I, I don't think that's the case. I think they're always going to go to the portal like like most teams are. Uh, as long as this is a thing, they're going to they're gonna have an opportunity to, to patch up the roster and who wouldn't want to try to upgrade there. But part of what they're dealing with is a 2021 class that Jeremy Pruitt left them that got blown up, and they're down to what? I think the last time I heard five players are left in that class. I mean, there's next to nothing. So part of what you're dealing with is replenishing the depth that you should have gotten from a class that now would be entering its third season. You know, that class with Jalen Wright, uh, I I can't remember off the top of my head who else is left, Um, but it's a small, small group now. So that that's where you would see some of the numbers 
at those positions where Tennessee wouldn't have to maybe still fill some of these needs. They would be able to just develop more of what they have, but you just have to keep kind of backfilling a little bit over a couple or three years to make up for a class that gets obliterated the way that one has so quickly. So that that's something that that's worth noting here for sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can't have enough offensive or defensive linemen in the SEC, and that's that's certainly part of the calculus here for Tennessee in taking a transfer defensive lineman. And I, and I also just think they they need to get a little more disruptive at the at the D tackle position. You know, they've had some some good players there, not a lot that I would say are great players, great NFL prospects. Uh, Omari Thomas, I think, had a pretty nice year. You know, they've had some other guys who've made some plays for them for sure, and they they've done a good job stopping the run. Uh, and, and Omar Norman Lott, to his credit, you know, he pointed out that, hey, this is a, this is a defensive line and a defense that had a good game in the bowl game, had, what, four sacks in that game and uh, played well against Clemson and, and, and got a lot of pressure on Cade Klubnik in that game. So he doesn't feel like he has to come in and immediately save or upgrade Tennessee's defensive line in a serious way because they're just desperate for talent. He feels like he's already coming into a pretty good group but that he he can help, that he can still you know maybe take them to another level or just be another experienced guy that can play a lot of snaps and and I, you know again they they think he's a, a more athletic three technique than a lot of what they have on the roster now so uh, we'll, we'll again we'll see how it works out but uh, you know th- based on their track record and what they've gotten out of the portal uh, at different positions and, and Rodney Garner's eye for talent uh, I think you'd have to assume he's going to be a pretty productive player for Tennessee and I, I'll be surprised if he's not one of their you know, top four defensive tackles going into the season. I think there's a real chance he he could he could potentially even start. You know, we'll we'll see how that shakes out. But he he's at least going to have a chance to do that. He does have two years of eligibility, so it doesn't have to be a uh, a one and done where he's looking to come in and start right away. So that that helps. But it's a it's a nice nice addition at a position where you know you're you're not desperate for bodies, but where you can always get better. And I think this is the type of addition that could make them quite a bit better going into next season. You kind of just answered the question I was I was about to ask you next, and that's just how big of an impact you feel he can have on the defensive line this upcoming season. Again, you said it. I said it earlier. You trust Rodney Garner's evaluation, and you trust his decision uh, to, to bring in Omar Norman Lott from Arizona State. But uh, in speaking to people or – uh, ha- having conversations with others out on the West Coast, just just how significant of a pickup do you view this? Yeah, I, I think it is a, a big pickup. You know, again, because he was pretty well regarded coming out of high school too. You know, not not quite at the same level you would say Dante Thornton was. You know, a top 100 player nationally coming out of high school in his case, uh, but still a, a 24/7 Sports composite four star coming out of a a state as loaded as California is. Uh, he he was pr- pretty well regarded there. And, and again, had some good options uh, coming out of the transfer portal in the spring if he had decided to, to follow through on taking some visits then and, and looking around. So, um, you know, not surprised that, that, that Tennessee went after him again. And I think the fact they've gone after him twice, you know, tells you that they've clearly not had the exact same roster situation in, in those two cases. You know, it was a little bit different back in the spring from what it is now. The fact they've gone after him twice tells you they just like it. I mean, this is just a guy that they want on the team. And, and that they believe can help them. So, you know, again, I think they're still at a point where they are upgrading the overall talent, getting it to where they want it to be. Rodney Garner has maximized what they have at that position, no question. Uh, I think he's done a fantastic job with, with developing uh, the guys he inherited. 
But I do think, you know, some of the guys, especially at defensive tackle that they have are, are more of the, um, more of just the solid SEC players that, that can help you. Certainly are effective at stopping the run, but again, maybe not as ideally as disruptive as you would like them to be in terms of just, just slashing through gaps and making things happen in the backfield. I, I think Norman Lott can help with that. And uh, and from what we've seen in his college career so far, you know, he should he should project as that at the very least a heavy rotational player. You, you would think that's what he uh, that's what he was most of the, the past couple of years at Arizona State. And, and again, started several games uh, this year. I want to say somewhere around seven starts. Uh, I don't have that number available right now. Some some schools are really good at tracking starts <laughs> on their website. Some are not. But he. He definitely played a lot and 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 got through injuries uh, to have a pretty okay season, considering that he was banged up at times. So I think based on what what he's done before, based on where Tennessee's defensive line is, that again this should be I think a top three at worst top four defensive tackle for Tennessee and projecting as a three technique. Uh, you know I, I could certainly see him lining up alongside Omari Thomas a lot. Uh, you know maybe even as a starter for Tennessee next year. You know, who, who else? I'm trying to think of that whole group you've got coming back. I mean, there's still some potential veterans that you'll you'll have back at that position. They didn't lose a ton, but you you do have still an opportunity for someone like an Omar Norman Lott to step in there and and give that that group a boost going into next season. To where I, I think he still easily could project as a as a starter, if not the top backup at that position going into next year. We'll discuss more of the addition of Omar Norman Lott after we pay some bills here on the Go Balls 247 podcast. Hashtag ad. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Balls 247 podcast, a breaking news edition, a second breaking news edition of the Go Balls 247 podcast. I am Ben McKee, filling in for a soft, soft with a capital T, Wes Rucker. Joined alongside, not Patrick Brown, but the even better Ryan Callahan. And before we dive back into the Omar Norman Lott conversation, I would like to take a minute to remind you to like, rate, and review the Go Balls 247 podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, you started to discuss it there right before the break, and that is the potential rotation along the defensive line next season following the addition of Omar Norman Lott. Uh, Tennessee has 
several bodies returning at that position. Uh, I think you lose more on the edge than you do on the interior. But Omar Norman Lott, I mean, he figures to be one of the guys that that could crack the starting rotation. Uh, and, and if he doesn't crack the starting rotation, he will still play a lot of football for the Vols, and he will certainly be in the two deep. No, no question. And and they, yeah, you know, again, you've got Omari Thomas coming back, and I guess we'll, you know, it remains to be seen if any of these guys might hit the road themselves. Uh, that's always a possibility, whether it's after spring practice or uh, or still before the the what January 18 deadline to enter the portal for this for this winter period that runs for 45 days. So still a possibility someone else could leave, but you've got, you've got guys with eligibility left, you know, Karat Garland, for instance, but uh, Dejan Terry, um, you know, you, you still have obviously Amari Thomas for another year. Uh, you've got Elijah Simmons still uh, around. Uh, and we know he's a guy that Tennessee has hoped to get more out of, but he's not quite been, you know, a starter for this, this staff. Uh, someone that they they still like to get in there rotationally, but just not a not a heavy snaps guy most of the time. Uh, and then you've got a young guy like Tyree West. Uh, you lost Jordan Phillips from that 2022 class uh, after just one year, so that maybe that this make this makes up for that maybe a little bit where where you thought you had a young guy in Phillips who could have stepped in and given you more snaps in year two, and, and now you throw a veteran in there to kind of replace him. So so maybe that added to the need there but I think it's again a position where Tennessee just hasn't they've thrown in Tyree West uh and not a whole lot else I guess you would say they've done a good job of upgrading the the edge rushing talent oh I forget I knew there was a name I was forgetting Bryson Eason who played a lot of snaps for them this year so that's obviously a guy that uh, is going to continue to play a bigger role I think as he continues to progress but you you don't have uh, so many guys there that there's just not an opportunity for someone like Norman Lott to come in and make you better. So they, you know, it's a position where I think they recruited better this year. Um, they still aren't done at that position in the 2023 class. Looks like they still might even uh, pursue a late addition there in the February signing period uh, to try to try to add more depth. But yeah, they've done such a good job of adding talented edge rushers with Joshua Josephs and uh, James Pierce, and in this 2023 class, Caleb Herring and Sean Davian Bradley. And, and and you need to continue to to, to upgrade the roster on the interior. David Hobbs, a nice, uh, really nice recruiting win, beating out Georgia and Alabama for him. So they're getting there. But this, you know, again, kind of offsets some of the the roster attrition they've had over the past couple of years, and, and the loss of a guy like Jordan Phillips that you didn't expect to leave after one year. Um, so so yeah, I, I think it's a nice a nice pickup that that gives them a chance to you know again it's a situation where they don't have to give him. A starting job right away but there's an opportunity there still to upgrade and, and we know Rodney Garner likes to rotate a lot of guys they've played 10 10 11 guys and then just kind of roll them a lot of times throughout the season so no question he's going to play and I would say play a lot it's just a matter of whether he is he the number two at that three technique spot is he a starter where does he fit in and they've got a whole offseason to kind of figure that out over the next several months I, I think he automatically slots in towards the top uh at minimum at minimum, he slots in towards the top. Essentially, you have three defensive linemen that start because one of the starters is that Leo position, a.k.a. an edge rusher, a.k.a. today's modern version of an outside linebacker. Uh, and Byron Young is moving on, and that is going to be a, a big, big, big player to um, replace. And you do have Roman Harrison coming back, and you would think that uh, he, he would p- be penciled in on – January 9th as 
the, the starting Leo, but you mentioned it, James Pierce, uh, Josh Josephs, the, those are guys that Tennessee needs to have an impact next season, and, and they need to take a, a step forward this offseason in order to have an impact next year. But looking on the interior, well, when you step aside from that Leo position, you essentially have three starting defensive linemen. And I, I think it's safe to say that Omari Thomas and Tyler Barron is, is probably going to anchor two of those three spots. Uh, and, and I recognize that they play different positions along the defensive line but just generally speaking they they probably uh, will fill two of those starting three spots and, and that that leaves a bunch of other guys kind of jockeying for for that third starting spot and I think Omar kind of slides in right there uh, you, you look at uh, Dejon Terry you look at Bryson Easton those names that you mentioned uh, Amari McNeil is somebody that is now fascinating to watch after he I re- received an increase in reps in the Orange Bowl, and, and he looked good, too. He, he made some plays out there. He, he looked like he's going to be a big-time player for Tennessee down the road. You especially feel confident in Rodney Garner's ability to develop him. So uh, you, you look at Omar, and you think that he has the potential to absolutely slot in there with Amari uh, Thomas and, and Tyler Barron in the starting lineup. And if not, uh, I see him rotating quite a bit amongst those other veterans like a Bryson Easton, like a Dejon Terry. Uh, Maybe Elijah Simmons can can finally do something in, in his career, and I say that with with all due respect. But uh, he, he's going to be a redshirt senior uh, this upcoming season, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he's been here for quite a bit. And typically by now, if if you are going to be somebody that that they can rely on, you you've done something up until this point, and and he just hasn't been able to to do so for whatever reason. I know he's been banged up here and there, but uh, in addition, like Omar Norman Lott, kind of helps you. Uh, avoid having to rely on a guy that you've been hoping produces at some point in, in his career throughout these last couple of seasons. Uh, you you add Omar Norman Lott, and, and you don't necessarily have to rely on uh, guys like Elijah Simmons as, as much as maybe you have uh, in, in the past uh, to where if they don't work out, then, oh, well, you've got somebody else that can get the job done. Uh, Ryan, it's been a busy Monday afternoon for the Vols on the transfer market. Uh, I'm I'm sure they're not done in terms of looking at the finality of the roster. Where do you think Tennessee needs to go from here in the transfer portal as they do look to shore up that roster uh, and look to to replicate the success that they had this past season? Yeah, I, you know, I think they still. It, it's interesting. You know, they've added several guys now uh, in, in this in this cycle that started really last month, but still several needs that you wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, address. And I. I can't stress this enough. It really is much more than it used to be. Kind of a an eye-for-eye, one-for-one swap kind of deal now where anybody who enters the transfer portal can be replaced and you can essentially, you could make a position for position swap if you wanted to uh, with everyone who leaves. So you're going to see Tennessee, I think, continue to shop in, in the portal through the spring. Uh, there's another spring window uh, or for the for the transfer portal where guys can enter from May 1st through May 15th after spring practice to give everybody one more chance to 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 do that after they kind of see where they fit in on the depth chart in spring ball so you, you're going to have an, an opportunity to address any additional you know potentially unexpected losses you might have in the transfer portal that you never close the door on something like that certainly there are some guys on the roster that you would say they are maybe blocked or unlikely to play a lot this year where it wouldn't shock you if someone else left. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But aside from that, you know, I still think they 
if the right guy's there, I still think you could see an opportunity for an edge rusher. We haven't heard a lot at that position so far, but even though Tennessee has gotten some guys there, you know, they, they went, they went after Jared verse last year. They are losing Byron young this year. If the right guy was there, would you, would you turn him down? I, I wouldn't say it's a, it's the most likely position for them to add someone, but if the right guy's there, maybe um, we know that they, uh, that they want another offensive lineman at, at tackle. Uh, if and and John Campbell is the name to watch uh, right now. It's you know at, at the time of this podcast being released, he may or may not have announced a decision already. Uh, but that one's come down to Tennessee and Florida, so that's a potential addition to watch. I think Tennessee has a real shot at him. Um, so so that's that's one to certainly keep a close eye on. And if they don't get him, they'll probably be still looking for tackles going forward. And then, you know, again, we mentioned it earlier with the Dante Thornton podcast that another receiver is not out of the question. I still think they would like to add if they could find the right guy who fits the opportunity, a second tight end from the transfer portal to go along with McAllen Castles. Uh, and I think they're interested in adding to the secondary uh, at, at some point. You know, we'll see exactly when that happens, but I think a cornerback more likely than a safety is is the likely addition there, and we'll see where they go. But I think they are very interested in adding a cornerback uh, if they can find the right fit. So, uh, and, and then even still, you can't rule out a running back or something like that. As we saw, they kicked the tires on Marshawn Lloyd from South Carolina. He didn't end up visiting, but Tennessee went down that road and, and at least tried there for a while. So, uh, and then we'll see what happens even at quarterback, you know, can't rule out that Taven Jackson could get frustrated with the situation this spring. I think that's something to at least keep an eye on in spring practice to see if he's going to be happy with the situation there now that Nico Iamaliaba is on campus. If he were to leave, you you certainly need more depth at quarterback. You don't want to go into next year with just two scholarship guys, so they would probably have to look for at least a depth option there. So we'll see. I mean, there's not really many positions where you can say Tennessee absolutely won't add someone else from the portal, but but several that I would say you're, there's at least a pretty good chance they will add someone else from the portal either this month or during the spring or summer. So, so this will be a, a long-term thing as we've seen most off seasons and stay tuned on that, but it's, it's definitely been a busy uh, week coming off the, uh, the, the five day visit window last weekend and Hey, visits can resume Friday for all players. So still not out of the question, although I'm not, I'm not aware of anyone right now who's scheduled to visit and out of the question that some transfers could visit this coming weekend. So we'll see if anything develops on that front, but definitely still more to more to watch and we'll have it all covered for you on, on GoVols247.com as we continue to track all the movement. But it's it's been a busy month so far and plenty more to come, I would say, over the next uh, really several months. I think Ryan listed every position on right? the football field yeah. except long snapper, but rightfully so. I, I say that jokingly, but, it, I mean, it. that's just the current state of, of I didn't say football. safety. I didn't I'd say safety. I'd like to see, <laughs> I'd like to see back, So that got active. lumped in. Tennessee needs to get active they, in the long snapper portal portion for sure i had someone reach out to me i did have someone reach out to me from another uh connected with a player at another school asking me if tennessee had interest in a long snapper from the portal so i don't think that qualifies as activity but everybody's looking man even long snappers (laughs) (laughs) no and and i say that jokingly because seriously tennessee needs to consider every position on the field uh, absolutely every position and and you did not say safety but you did say defensive back so that that lumps a, a safety in and close uh, enough there, there are there are some positions that I am certainly circling uh, that you mentioned I, I think it would be smart to add a tackle I think it would be smart to add a safety I think it would be smart to add a corner 
uh, and I say those positions specifically, you, you could use a running back or another receiver, another D lineman, maybe another linebacker. Like that all would be nice. But in terms of absolute needs, I'm, I'm looking at tackle, I'm looking at safety, and I'm looking at corner. Uh, and that's simply because you don't really have any options at the moment that you that you trust. You have some bodies there, but do you have players that you can absolutely trust at that position? And I, I don't think that the answer is is yes to those particular positions. But as Ryan pointed out, we will continue to have complete coverage of Tennessee football and its actions in the transfer portal up at GoVols247.com, literally 247, 24-7. Every single day of the year, we will have coverage of the Vols and the transfer portal as it breaks. And if there's any other uh, commitments that that jump in the boat, we'll also have a podcast ready to go for you here on Go Vols 247. And again, please go like, rate, and review that pod. And without further ado, that was Ryan Callahan, and I'm Ben McKee, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. There's that button. And now I can say... Thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, nobody, and I mean nobody covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. 
less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.